Last week, on Easter Day, Reverend Liz shared how much of a challenge it has been in the previous few weeks, with the threat of coronavirus dominating so much of our lives. And this on top of the discipline of Lent. Where is God in all this? Some might well have been able to leap out of bed and celebrate Easter that morning, but others would have been struggling, and some struggling badly like Mary was, arriving early at the tomb to find Jesus' body gone. We were reminded of the gentleness in Jesus' speech to her, as he broke the good news of his resurrection to her. A gentleness that he will use to those of us who are struggling too at present. We were also encouraged to look for moments of encouragement, joy and hope where we could remembering that the greatest joy for Christians is discovering that death is not the end, knowing that we will share in the resurrection ourselves in due course, and being aware of the mystery that, with the first Easter, we moved into the realm of now and not yet. Things are not yet perfect. We can celebrate and sing, but not together yet. We can eat eggs and cake, but not share together yet. And that was last week. Today, the Sunday after Easter, we have a local custom of celebrating it as Colourful Sunday. And when I think of all the colourful clothes many people wear to church on these occasions, it always brings a smile to my face. But today is a colourful Sunday like no other we have had before. We cannot share and rejoice together as in past years. But then, our God is a God like no other. How can Jesus speak to our current situation? Let's turn to our Gospel reading and find out. We meet most of the disciples. They are in many ways like us. They were in a locked room for fear of the Jewish leaders. We are still in lockdown for fear of coronavirus. Then, just like that, Jesus was there, standing among them, saying, Peace be with you. Two words in Hebrew, Shalom Alechem, a regular Jewish greeting, and made for a gentle engagement with them. Jesus had been gentle in the way he revealed himself to Mary, and he was being gentle with his male disciples here. When anyone is overwrought with any strong emotion, gentleness is usually a good way to help them feel more settled. Next, Jesus shows his disciples his scars. This seems strange, but it is important that they know he is really Jesus not some imposter. Yes, there could be no doubt, this really was Jesus, and the disciples were overjoyed. From fear to joy, after two words in Hebrew and a simple, visible proof of the presence of their master and friend. Peace and scars somehow typify Christ's ministry on earth. Peace. Peace be with you. That was the story of his life on earth. 
We heard it from the angels that first Christmas on the day of his birth. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men with whom he is well pleased. And is teaching mankind that the peace that comes from right relationships with God and their neighbour and with themselves was the story of his life in ministry. His scars tell the story of his ignominious death which paradoxically bought and brought life to all who will receive and act on his message. All of us who have received and all who will receive him as Saviour and Lord. They also remind us of the cost that God paid so that our relationship with him could be restored. They also speak of how much he thinks we are worth it. The disciples, having adjusted to this latest surprise, or good shock, are now ready to receive a bit more. First, another blessing of peace be with you. They will surely need it. Then the commissioning. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And Jesus then, knowing that he needed the Spirit in his ministry, and that they would too, breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. They needed a spirit, not of fear, but one that would include forgiving others. And we are reminded of the fruit of the Spirit that Paul lists in one of his letters, a list which includes gentleness and peace and joy. Later, the disciples who were there tell Thomas, who, for whatever reason, was absent that evening. Thomas is very, very sceptical. But he does turn up to meet with the others a week later. The doors were locked again, but no mention of fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus appears again, and again starts with, Fear not. Then he goes straight to Thomas, and not only shows him his scars in his hands and side, but also invites him to check them out physically. Stop doubting and believe, Jesus tells him. Now Thomas does acknowledge that he really is his Lord and his God. To make the point beyond all doubt, Jesus while acknowledging that Thomas does believe, goes on to commend and bless those who believe without requiring a physical proof. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. How might this story move us on in our fears and our needs for encouragement and joy during the uncertainties of lockdown and the threat of coronavirus? The disciples responded and moved on after hearing Jesus' words, Peace be with you. They also responded to the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives, more dramatically obvious at Pentecost. So, where do we need a reassurance of peace in our lives? This will vary from person to person. The disciples needed to feel a sense of peace in the place where they were. We can ask Jesus for a sense of his presence and his place at any time and in any place. 
we can also ask him for a sense of his joy. I have found that being thankful helps. So too can physically moving, talking to cheerful people and even singing. And as love loves to share, we can share our good news with other people in whatever way we can and not forgetting to thank our Heavenly Father too. If you want to pause and do some of that now, that's fine. It is an actual advantage of a service like this. <laughs> 